Welcome to Rest-Based Weight Loss, the podcast series that gives you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. After struggling with my weight for years, I eventually came to learn that weight issues are not diet and exercise issues. Weight issues are stress issues. Today, I am a certified nutrition consultant, stress management coach, and lifestyle coach on a mission to teaching women how to transform their mind, their body, and their health from the inside out. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I was having a conversation yesterday that really blew my mind. It opened my mind to some things that I feel like I've been pondering for the past couple weeks or so that I haven't really been able to articulate or quite put my finger on um, the root issue of why it is that some people seem to struggle with consistency with their diet and exercise, Um, why some people seem to struggle with just not eating, (laughs) not eating the stuff that they're trying to give up. Like, what is up with that? Um, I have to admit that the further... I get into my journey and the further removed I get from uh, that place of being completely out of control, I, I, I do have to admit that it's becoming tougher for me to empathize and to understand, um, you know, those, those of us who just can't like, we just can't say no. Um, but I was, I was having a conversation yesterday, I think it was, and it really opened my eyes to, it opened my eyes to something that I think has a really, really major impact that I don't think a lot of us are aware of. And, uh, and that's the fact that we all have very specific addictions that need to be filled we have very specific addictions that must be satisfied. Um, a lot of us use our use food and alcohol to satisfy those addictions. Um, you know, many people use other things, but I think the problem with dieting and exercise, meaning uh, some sort of deprivation with your food or deprivation with those things that you're addicted to, um, along with, I think we, I think most of us treat exercise as physical punishment for the bad choices that we're making with our bodies, as opposed to an act of love and kindness and service to our bodies. But that's for another episode. Um, so I think that when we try to, you know, deprive ourselves of those things, uh, and or punish ourselves with exercise, what we're essentially doing is we're just setting ourselves up uh, to figure out a different way to meet that addiction and satisfy that addiction. Um, for many of us that struggle with consistency in our diet, um, for many of us that are hopping from one diet bandwagon to another, to another, to another, but we always seem to fall back to our old regular standard eating, eating, eating patterns, I think that our addiction, uh, you know, falling back to the way that we eat, that's the way that we fill our addiction. Um, the friend that I was talking to was saying that, 
you know, she, she struggled with her weight her entire life as well. Another friend struggled with her entire weight, with her weight, her entire life. Um, and when she was able to find something, find a, a program that allowed her to lose a significant amount of weight, number one, number two, gain control over her food addiction. So she was completely in control, lost weight, feeling good. But she said that <laughs> she said that uh, what she ended up doing was she started shopping, <laughs> like shopping. And she increased an increase in her shopping habit. And she said, you know, it's just like swapping out one addiction for another. And when she said that, my eyes, like scales, fell, fell off of my eyes in terms of understanding truly and fully now why it is that we're, that we struggle, why it is that we struggle with inconsistency in yesterday's episode. If you haven't listened yet, uh, please give that a listen. But in yesterday's episode, um, I mentioned that your successful weight loss or your successful getting down to the dress size that you want, achieving the body composition that you want, burning fat, building muscle, um, feeling better, feeling healthier. That's not going to come from your diet and exercise plan. It's not. Uh, it's going to come from you like redefining your weight center, redefining your weight equilibrium, because all the way up until this point, starting from childhood, you've been building a center. You've been building uh, a foundation for your current your current weight. And diet and exercise is like trying to break down the walls of that building that you've built and, and, you know, break all the walls down to the studs and rebuild the walls. That's what diet and exercise is like, where what you really need to do is you really need to take a jackhammer to the foundation, destroy the entire foundation and rebuild a new one. When you focus on the foundation, then the walls come up by themselves. I mean, not physically in real life, but in this case with weight loss, that's what happens. The walls come up by themselves. It, it doesn't take effort and time and energy and discouragement and disappointment. It, it doesn't take any of that. It's a, when you tackle the, the root, when you tackle the foundation, you, you fall in love with eating foods that make your body feel good. You fall in love with exercise and workouts that uh, bring you energy, that increase your muscle tone. You know, you fall in love with, you can't wait to get to the gym. You can't wait to get home and try out, a, you know, a new recipe that you found on paleo.com or wherever. This journey and this process is supposed to be, it's supposed to be a, an, an enjoyable one that is saturated with gratitude for the fact that you're still even alive and have the capability to work out, that you're still in your right mind and you still have access to all of your limbs where you can even cook for yourself. Like that's what this journey is supposed to be about. And if it's, if it doesn't look like that, if it doesn't feel or resemble that, then the issue is not your diet and exercise. The issue is not, oh, I'm just trying to, I just haven't found the right thing yet. No, that's, that's like, you know, that's breaking down walls. The issue is your foundation. <clears throat> and that's this episode is kind of connected to what I was saying yesterday, and that perhaps the foundation 
of your current weight center, your current weight equilibrium is your addiction. It's your, it, it, perhaps it's your addiction. Now here's something that I uh, hadn't considered before. I had that conversation with my friend that I want to propose to you now. Um, I did an episode on neurotransmitters. I did a couple episodes, I think, on neurotransmitters. And uh, neurotransmitters, in case you didn't listen to that episode, um, neurotransmitters are these like special messenger hormones that we all produce naturally in our bodies that send signals from our brains to our gut or our gut to our brains. Um, The ones that impact majorly, that impact the way that we eat and the things that we choose to eat, the ones that I focus on in my coaching are dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, and GABA. And in previous episodes, I've, I've stated that when you overproduce, if your body, your brain, or your gut naturally either overproduces or underproduces any of these neurotransmitters, then your behavior is going to be driven to consume more of the macronutrients and more of the types of foods that, um, that support this addiction. So whether or not you, if you produce too much or if you don't produce enough, it's going to have the same impact on your body. You're going to be searching for it. When you overproduce it, you're addicted to it. And so, uh, you know, there's a certain high, if you will, that you're used to maintaining. And so with your body overproducing it, then you're also going to be seeking um, outside ways to increase it as well, to keep it at like this, you know, natural steady state high. That even if it dips a little bit, you immediately run for the foods, the snacks, um, the comfort to be able to get the, that neurotransmitters, those neurotransmitters levels back up. Uh, and the same, and the same for underproducing. Your body absolutely needs it to function; otherwise, you'll fall apart. And so, um, you have a natural just addiction to the foods and the macronutrients that support the fact that you underproduce neurotransmitters. Some some ladies that I work with, they ask me, "Oh, what can I do? Like, is there anything that I can do to increase, you know, my neurotransmitters like naturally so that they're balanced?" No. Um, no, there's not. It's part of your equilibrium. It's part of your center. Um, it was established, the production of these neurotransmitters were established from childhood. So if you um, are underdeveloped, if you don't produce enough serotonin and you uh, are given to like depressive feelings and anxiety and, and panic a- attacks and anxiousness, that was established from uh, your childhood during your developmental years, and that has created the the center for how much serotonin you naturally produce. Now, there are lifestyle areas that you can change to naturally increase serotonin, and there are also uh, nutritional ways that you can make up, and not just serotonin, but for all trans- neurotransmitters. But here's the thing. I don't, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but here's the thing that I realized about neurotransmitters. I realized that neurotransmitters, um, they're not just, they're not just related to food. I believe that if we understand which neurotransmitters we overproduce and underproduce, then we can understand 
uh, what specifically it is that we're addicted to. I always associated the neurotransmitter imbalances with food. And up to this point, with the ladies that I've been working with in my total body transformation group and, and, and ladies that I've done one-on-one coaching with, I would have them take my neurotransmitter assessment. I would look at their numbers and I would say, okay, based on your numbers, every time you have a meal, make sure that you include these foods. And I couldn't understand why these ladies would listen. Okay. They would be very, um, very motivated and, and they would make sure that they had all those foods in those, in their meals for a few weeks, two to three weeks before they, they would stop for like no reason. Like they, you know, they would blame it on, Oh, you know, it's stressful. It's been stressful in my house or I got sick or I had to work too much. Like, what does that have to do with the food that you eat? What does any of that have to do with how you choose what you choose to put into your body? Well, it turns out it has everything to do with it because the neurotransmitter production is not about food. It's about, it's about your addiction. It's about your addictive behaviors that you are just using food to support. So the question is, what are, what are your addictions? I believe, like I'm saying, I believe that where, where we can begin, I believe that we can begin with uh, neurotransmitters. I believe that we can begin, that will give us at least a starting point of where we can dig down. And I know for sure that, you know, that's something that I'm going to be doing moving forward with my clients. Um, As a matter of fact, with my group, I'm having them take the neurotransmitter assessment again this week. And then I'm going to be talking to them individually one-on-one And uh, I'm going to include in our conversation, it's not just going to be about food. It's going to be about their uh, addictive behaviors and how those behaviors um, and how those addictions are impacting their ability to eat what I tell them to eat. Now, if because you don't have access to the neurotransmitter assessment, um, I think that what you can do is you can probably just look at your look at your lifestyle um, yesterday in yesterday's episode, I gave some examples of like different kind of lifestyles that we currently live. Um, one of them being very much so like the whole nighttime sitting down at night, uh, and watching TV to unwind, watching TV to unwind. How many of us do that? Uh, we, we don't know that, that, particular behavior is actually not relaxing for our, our bodies and our brains. Um, that activity increases cortisol. It impacts our quality of sleep, which in turn then impacts, um, our cravings and our energy for the following day, which then in turn, uh, drives us to compensate with caffeine and sugar. Okay. So what the addiction is in that case of sitting down and watching TV to unwind, the addiction may be to, uh, it may be related to serotonin with your inability to naturally relax and unwind on your own. You may not produce the hormone that will allow you to unwind and relax without the TV. 
100%, if you need to have wine in the evenings, if you are so stressed out from work during the day that you come home and you have to have your glass of wine, well, guess what wine does? Guess what alcohol does? Alcohol increases serotonin. So the issue is not... The issue is not the fact that you're stressed. The issue is that you don't produce enough serotonin on your own to help your body naturally unwind and deal with the stress. And so I have, um, I work with a few ladies that are really motivated. They eat very well. They exercise consistently, but they cannot shake that evening drink. They just can't do it. It's, it's, Heart, and they want to. They're desperate to, and they can't. So what would happen if I, um, I don't know, held a gun to their heads and said, you can't drink anymore, period? What would happen? They would probably um, increase their carb intake. They'd probably start overeating carbs and develop an addiction to carbs. Why? Because carbs increase the serotonin. Do you see what I'm saying? I wish that I had the time to like, give you uh, specific examples for each of the neurotransmitters, but, but for this episode, I, I want, I want to establish a theory that I have. And that theory is that, uh, your, your diet and your exercise, you is your deprivation from the, the foods that you're addicted to are just going to elevate other lifestyle areas that will feed that addiction. But, but the problem is that uh, those other lifestyle areas are what's having uh, an impact on your inability to actually lose weight and keep it off. So it's a very destructive, it's a very destructive cycle. I remember working with one gal who uh, was a sugar addict, had a really severe sweet tooth. And so she uh, decided to give up all artificial sugars, but then she started overeating grapes and raisins. And she thought that that was okay. She didn't know. And, I, and, and not until she had a conversation with me and I told her, I was like, oh, by the way, uh, grapes and especially raisins are very high in sugar. And even though they're not artificial sugars, um, our bodies treat sugar as sugar, whether it's natural sugar that comes from fruit or, you know, table sugar that comes from the grocery store, our bodies treat it, treat it the same. And so she was like, oh my goodness, no wonder I'm still not losing weight. Do you know what I mean? We have to treat, we have to start looking for the addiction and treating the addiction. And when we can start treating the addiction, then we can eat the foods that, we're, that we know that we can eat that will get us down to the weight that we want to get down to. We can do the exercises that we know will allow us to shape the muscle and burn the fat that we want uh, to be burned. It won't take us a lot of time. It won't take a lot of effort. It won't take a lot of energy. And before we know it, we have a brand new foundation built, brand new walls in our weight center. I think that's what we should be working toward. I think that's what, instead of, you know, spending our time, like looking up 
different weight loss programs and, you know, being on Instagram and social media and Facebook and uh, watching TV in the evenings. How about this? Uh, don't watch TV to wind down. How about you journal to wind down and start uh, trying to identify what your addictive behaviors are? If you can start by identifying them, then you can start doing some research on ways that you can uh, support that addiction in a much healthier, in a healthier way, in a healthier way that won't impact your weight loss goals. Okay. If you want my help, I'd be more than happy. Uh, I'd be more than happy to help. I'd be more than happy to even um, just do a consultation phone call with you, okay? Just go to operationfixmylife.com slash question and answer. The web link is in the uh, description of this podcast series. Go there, fill it out. Let me know that you want to have a consultation phone call to talk through what your addictions could be. I'll give you the neurotransmitter assessment so that we can at least start there. Okay. And I'll help you out with that. All right. I hope this was helpful. Another episode of the operation, uh, another episode of the rest based weight loss podcast series. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban. If this was helpful for you, then would you consider sharing this episode with someone? I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey there, I am looking for a group of 30 women who are willing to take on the rest-based weight loss challenge. If you have 25, 50, 75 pounds to lose and you don't want to lose it with hard exercise and extreme dieting, then go to operationfixmylife.com coaching and sign up for the rest-based weight loss challenge today.